And welcome back to our film site podcast, everybody. My name is Brian Archie, and I'm here with Chris Lucky. And today we're going to be talking about this thing. Do you have coffee? I do have coffee. What? What if I wanted some coffee? I. I... <laughs> <laughs> what? I. I. I, uh... I just jump out the window. <laughs> I had, I didn't want any coffee. I just wanted to talk shit as soon as we started the show. <laughs> Good, because that's all the coffee I had. What I got to brew the pot. <laughs> How you been, man? I've been fucking tired. Yeah. But yeah. good. So, like, I graduated. Yes. So, I've just been like, but I got a gig. I got an editing gig. Oh, yeah. And uh, I couldn't work on it while I was at school because yeah. it was a lot. Oh, yeah. Um, so, I've been crunching that edit down and I got to turn in the final assignment today. Okay. And, uh, I've been. That's why I have coffee made because yeah. I made coffee yesterday. Mm-hmm. Um, Annie spent the night over, nice. so she brought me energy drinks, which I appreciate a lot. I didn't then, know how to go about that today on this episode. Uh, about what? All right. So, so like um, when things become like pop public knowledge and yeah. um, like um, consumable information, mm-hmm. it's like uh, so. Like for the past three weeks, like yeah. the listeners and us, we've been catching up on like you and Annie. No, so then, including this week, her mom. Okay, yeah, yeah. So this week, I was Shout like, out to you, Lee. I'm like, I don't know if things are still going great, but he's brought it up for the past three weeks. So it's like, if I don't say anything about it, then it's like, <laughs> then you're the weird one. Yeah, it's like, it's like <laughs> we've talked about this for three weeks in a row. Why, yeah. you know, it's like, what the fuck? Yeah, right. That's going great. It's going good. Yeah, Go it's going great. She brought hey. me energy drinks last night, which nice. I appreciate it because I was definitely in a crunch time. Okay. And we both did work together, nice. which is really sweet. Is she in? The, is she in like in the creative field at all? She's a social worker. Okay. Um, which is a really fucking awesome job. Uh, she, yeah. does, she does a lot of really cool job and yeah. uh, works at a nearby shelter. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of her gig. That's really cool. Um, she's fucking smart. She's hella smart. Nice. Um, yeah, she's really interesting. Hell yeah, her man. Life is, her life is dope and she does dope shit. That's awesome. Um, <laughs> she hates Kanye, so I... I, I Kanye? Ka- Kanye. Kanye oh, West. <laughs> Kanye, Kanye yeah, West. Yes. I'm, I'm, I'm so groggy. <laughs> so what the fuck is Kanye? She hates Kanye West, so okay. I don't know how she'll feel about the fact that I quoted Kanye to describe her life. Um, I mean, but it'll be alright. Yeah, it's not yeah, like you're man. a Kanye fan yourself, though. I'm not. You I know? <laughs> so, Such a fucking dick. Um, yeah. <laughs> unless he wants to sponsor the podcast, in which case it's great. No, I'm good on that. <laughs> I'm good. I don't want to be associated anymore. I'm good. You know what? I generally don't blame you. You know? like yeah. I, I still like some of the old music, but it's just like as a, as a human, like I can separate. It's like, um, like the Bill Cosby thing. Yeah. It's like, um, do I want to watch the Bill Cosby show? Yeah. Do I want to be sponsored by Bill Cosby? No. no I, I'm nah. good. <laughs> I'm good. Fucking, I still think Stronger mm-hmm. is Kanye West, like, hardest track like i fucking love stronger uh, like it's, it's definitely it's not the hardest track i think I mean, objectively it's, it's debatable because i mean it's, it's up there that, like they put out a workout songs the top workout mm-hmm. songs of all times and that's up there in the top five that's fucking good you know man. so i mean um other people might say it might be like gold digger you know like yeah, pe- but people that doesn't get me hyped though. it'll get you hyped. I know, yeah. I know. yeah yeah like gold digger is just like all right yeah it's, it's yeah. great but like Strong stronger like, though mm, it's like mm, harder mm, better fa- yeah. fuck yeah man Fuck yeah, I'm harder and better and stronger and faster. Hell yeah. Um, anyway. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm with it. I'm with it. Yeah. Uh, what have I you agree. been up to, man? Um, I We were talking to Jonathan about um, about a god-awful movie that he saw um, called The Mule. <laughs> the Mule. That, didn't we say we wanted to see that I, I wanted to see it real bad. <laughs> yeah. Really bad last week I was talking about this, The Mule, because like, I love Clint Eastwood and seeing Gran Torino, and he's just like becoming old and ornery and doesn't care about what he says anymore. But also... Wasn't he the guy that like spoke to a chair on a stage in front of a bunch of people? 
Maybe. In the Mitt Romney election cycle. Oh, no, he did do something with the Republican. He was he, like, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. He was talking to like an imaginary Republican You're or something. Right. Yes, yeah. I don't have the full details on that, but I do remember something <laughs> like that. I remember associating Clint Eastwood with that. It's fucking crazy. But I know that's the same thing. Like, I have to disassociate him with, you know, every other thing. Like, I like your work, but like as a human, like, yeah. I don't know about you, bro. <laughs> he's, he's a very rough person to like. Now. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like like th- that that has been the the side of the most tangible side effect yeah. social like social politically yeah. about the Trump presidency. Mm. You you've now made a decision on anybody that anybody. Is, aligns himself with Trump. Like it, five five years ago, is just saying that The Rock could be the president mm-hmm. sounds fucking crazy. That's wild. Like now, that's reasonable. Yeah, <laughs> you know, I would much rather have The Rock. Yeah. Than Trump right now. Yes. Like, it's just like he'd probably do a better job at it. And he'd probably insane. sing while doing it. And Maybe. It'd be better. Maybe. It'd be like the presidency, the musical. Or it'd some be shit. like an idiocracy with yeah. um, <laughs> fucking Terry Crews. Terry Crews, yeah, just flexing on everybody and shit. <laughs> yeah, man. We yeah, no, that. that is the most, the most tangible effect of the Trump presidency yep. is that no matter how much of a fan you were of a person, how mm-hmm. much of a friend, how much of a fucking, like, person you were to them yeah you've made a choice at this point yep and it's been three years deep almost three three, yeah uh we've all made our choices and we all know exactly what those choices are yeah and uh it's fucking wild man it's fucking i've never seen a president's name in the headlines so much have i seen this fucking orange cunt's name in the headlines yeah like he's the most divisive president of of the generation like i i I didn't think there was any way you can go past what george w bush was like i there was zero percent chance i would put my life on that yep you know back then you would have been (laughs) super dead oh yeah (laughs) would have been so dead but like now like there's no telling like i'm i'm just i'm sure we're gonna see worse and worse and worse this time go by anyway whatever the mule, Clean mm-hmm. Eastwood. You were talking to Jonathan about it. Yes. Uh, J- Jonathan was talking about how the mule was just so trash that him and his mom walked out of the movie yeah. theater like halfway through or whatever. I've never heard of Jonathan walking out of a film, by the way. Yeah. I've known him for like four years. Yeah. Never. Well, I, don't, I don't know. We, we had a conversation about that, about how um, like how y'all will y'all will start a TV show or a movie and it's just like, if you're not into it, you just leave. True. And, and I was like, no, I have to stick it I out no matter through. what. Like, so, I mean, I, I was, yeah. yeah, like you, him leaving wasn't super surprising, mm. but I was like, still like, you paid your money already, bro. Like, well, maybe he didn't. Well, he has AMC connections. Maybe. maybe. So, <laughs> I don't know. But, uh, but yeah, he, he talked about how shitty that movie was. So I was like, all right. And um, I went. I seen a movie called Downsizing oh, on, uh, on Amazon Prime. And uh, with Matt Damon, uh, Kristen Wiig, and uh, a few other people. Yeah, there are a couple of other notable people. It's, but It's so trash, though. Yeah, it's pretty it's bad. It's so bad. It's like a, you know, like a dramedy, like mm-hmm. a good dramedy. It's like a comedy and a drama. Uh, a drama. This yeah. one here is a drama comedy, and it does not mesh mm, not at mesh. all. It's so like just like literally like two cuts of the same movie like sort of intercut together. It's it's like it's like a drama. It's a drama, and then all of a sudden like something not mildly humorous, but like slapstick ridiculous, <laughs> and it's just like hold on what. Like what? Like what is this movie supposed to be doing? Like y'all were the tonally, it was very serious, and then something very silly just happens, happens. and I was like, what? What? Isn't the fucking plot that like he shrinks and his wife left him yeah. before she shrank? That's a fucking traumatizing. Yeah, yeah, it's that. like it's exactly. They're um, they're supposed to be downsizing to save the planet, you know, mm-hmm. and all this other stuff. But what the similarity that I did see was the um, between um, "Sorry to Bother You" and downsizing. "Sorry to Bother You." Um, they had the um, well, I forget the, the name of the thing, but like people that were just uh, out of money, no job, and um, they would send them all to one place, and they would sit there and work in like a factory for a very yeah, small amount of money. A, a, 
I think, but, but yeah, I know. Uh, yeah, but their lives are basically taken away from them. Mm-hmm. They have that that very similar thing in um in downsizing. It's making yourself going downsizing yourself will be similar to what that uh that factory was there. Right. You know, so um they they have they had that. There was there was definitely a message there, but. I almost want you to see it, but I don't want you to kill yourself. Because <laughs> you <know? laughs> it is bad. It's bad. It's like I rarely give like a five. Like I'm like, if if you're shooting, if you're a professional and you like check all the marks, and like you're probably gonna get, at least get a six, right. you know. No, but this one got a. It's got like a five, man. Like, like a five, five and a half or something. I'm like, oh. Yeah. See, that means that if I see it, I'll probably give like a solid zero. Decide <laughs> or not. I do not mind going in that time. Yeah. It's, it's not. It's not good. It's not enjoyable. The only good thing, the only redeemable thing in there, mm-hmm. is something that like would be so offensive to Asian people. I think, or maybe not. Like I don't know, because it's like just super stereotype. No. There's an Asian lady who I have to look her name up because she was the only saving grace of this entire movie. <laughs> but what was so good about her performance is that she's being a stereotypical Asian woman whose English is very broken. She speaks like she's she works in a nail salon and. Like the entire time, yeah. and it's like some people do kind of speak like that, but it's just like used comedically, and it's it's like, kind of it's kind of like the equivalent of like the the how do you say it in like in the early forties when the black guy showed up, on, be, yeah, on like screen. the job yeah. guys, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah just like like that. It was like whoa, and, but it, it was super funny, <laughs> you know, yeah. it was super funny, but it just takes you out of it for a little bit when you think. She can probably speak perfectly good English. She <laughs> you know? probably doesn't even have an Asian accent at she's, all. She's probably British. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> exactly. So I was like, that took me out of it a little bit, but she was amazing. Like, I want to see her do more stuff. You know, that's not like maybe demeaning. Mm-hmm. You know, but besides that, um, the movie was ass. I don't recommend it. Do not see that movie. Downsizing. I uh, I saw a Matt Damon movie that came out around the same time the, as Downsizing. Mm-hmm. Suburbicon. Yeah. Uh, oof. That was bad. That was bad too. It wasn't as bad as downsizing sounds. Okay, but like, what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> like those two movies came out and they were just bad. What's this up? is like after The Martian too. Like I think it was this yeah. following movie after yeah. The Martian. So it's just like Matt. What why? The fuck? Yeah. Why? What happened there? I, I, I know it's not his fault, but like, I mean, he read the script. Like, right. He did read the script. <laughs> you know, like, uh, um, like but why? like, fuck, <laughs> man. I I don't get that. It's just like some people like Nicolas Cage. Like I get it. Like if I yeah. see him in any random thing, I'm like, okay, yeah, I get that. Yeah, Nicolas Cage is yeah. funny. Yeah, most he, things. he he does anything. But like if I see him like Leonardo DiCaprio doing something kind of uh, sketchy, mm-hmm. I'm like, hold on, that doesn't make sense. That's not kind of what you do. Or right. I've seen um seen Tom Hanks doing something a little sketchy, but like you don't do that. You know, it, 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 I, I don't know, man. I wouldn't be surprised if Matt Damon popped up at a really big movie mm. in the like, or if he already did in the the later part of his life. Yeah. Uh, not like not later press of life, but like in the next couple of years, mm-hmm. meaning that it was like he made those films to get the money to make another film. Oh, that that usually happens. I feel like that's usually the case mm-hmm. when an actor does something as great as The Martian and does two really shite movies and then comes out with a really good movie. Yeah, nine times out of ten, they were like a production deal movie. That makes sense. Um, so hopefully he comes out with something that's really good. His uh, one of his friends, uh, George Clooney, he used to say, um, it, what, "The way he makes movies is two for them, one for me." Right. Yeah. You know, so like <laughs> that very that could Might be, be two. Yeah, that could be true. Um, fucking George Clooney, I haven't he heard that name. Use. What? Yeah, go yeah, ahead. Cool. Yeah. I haven't fucking heard George Clooney's name in like a year. Uh, quite a while. Yeah, it's been yeah. a while. Wonder what he's up to. Yeah. Um, anyway, have you seen anything interesting apart from downsizing, like something good? I, st- I stayed up till like 3 a.m. last night. I was captivated by a movie called um, Annihilation. 
Annihilation. Oh, I still haven't seen that with uh, uh, Natalie Portman. Natalie Portman. I always get her and Kara Knightley mixed oh, up. But yeah. to be fair, they look a lot alike. Well, kind of, yeah. yeah. Um, how was it? But uh, yeah, Natalie Portman, Jennifer Jason Lee. Um, there's a young black lady who everybody knows. Like it's the, she's like the younger generation. Like you would know her. You she might she might be the one from she might be Zendaya. Oh, or she um, might be from a, Homecoming. Yeah, she played Mary Jane. Yeah, she yeah. might be her, but she might be another black girl that looks similar to her. Very right. attractive. I can't whatever. But yeah, yeah she's in it because <laughs> she, she looks like she looks like this lady from um, a show that I watched called um, uh, The Leftovers. But oh, maybe yeah. that's not her. I don't know. But uh, but yeah, the movie the movie is pretty good. Nice. Like it's pretty good. Like I fell asleep because three o'clock in the fucking morning. You know. But um, I seen an hour and a half of it, and Natalie Portman's she's doing a really good job in it. The it's from the director of Ex Machina. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Fucking, I fucking love that. Yes. I don't know. Who, I don't remember what their name was. I can't remember it either. But yeah. they're fucking great. Yeah, I love um, Ex Machina, and you can tell that he's the director of this. They throw you directly into the movie first, first thirty seconds. You're in the movie. <laughs> That's I'll, it. You're, you're yes, here. yeah. So I mean, it's 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 good enough. Nice. Yeah. I'll have to check it out. Louise fucking loved that film. Nice. She was like super cat. She saw it in cinema. She said it was amazing. Okay. Um, the visual effects look fucking fantastic. Yeah, it looks fucking. Yeah, it does. Yep. Um, I and it's all women. And it is, it is, except for Oscar Isaac, but yep. he's lost the entire time. Yep. So, fuck him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I love that. I love that uh, gender reversal for that for that story. Yeah. Usually it's the other way around. Yeah. Um, fuck yeah. Anything else? Uh, no, that's, I think that's all I saw. Oh, yeah. I started you? watching Parks and Rec. Oh, uh, first yeah. season? Uh, yep. Started nice. watching it with, uh, with Annie the other day. Mm-hmm. Uh, Favorite I, character so far? Uh, absolutely Aubrey Plaza. And Chris Pratt. Okay. Like, they're the best. Yeah. Just hands down. Mm-hmm. Um, a season sorry is really fucking hilarious. Yes. Um, I, I, I generally love most of them. Mm-hmm. I think Ron Swanson has a top top three. Yes. I, think, I feel like it's Aubrey Plaza, Chris Pratt, and Ron Swanson in no particular order. Okay. Um, but I've seen like bits and pieces of the show here mm-hmm. and then. I just never sat down and watched it. Yeah. Why the fuck do people like The Office when Parks and Rec is a thing? No, I mean, well, Parks and Rec came out after. So right, right, like, right. But like, it, it took the uh, it took the form. Yeah, yeah. Like, it took yeah. the formula of The Office. Yeah. And then just made it so much funnier. Yes, I think. Yeah, it's, a, it's fucking great. Like you, you play Steve Carell with um with um Leslie Nope, played yeah. by somebody I can't think of her name Amy right Poehler. now. Thank you, Amy yeah. Poehler. Replace Steve Carell with Amy Poehler, and then it's just The Office, just but a, different. You just have that and a lot yeah. more funny. Yeah, it's fucking great. Yeah. Um, I really love like their camera work. Like, I their zoom. I think Zooms are fucking hilarious. Mm. I don't care what anybody tells me. If you make me laugh with a Zoom, it wasn't that hard. I fucking mm. love Zooms. Yeah. And the fucking Parks and Rec uses them all the time. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> there was one shot where Leslie walked into the office to ask about the park that she wants to renovate in the pit. Mm. And fucking, they just zoom in on Swanson's face. <laughs> and he just looks like he's going to burn the building down. Mm. Such a great little bit of thing. Ah, oh, it's fucking hilarious. The pit. <laughs> I fell in it. The pit. You fell in it. The pit. We all fell in it. The pit. <laughs> <laughs> like, what the fuck? It's fucking great. I've, I'm, I'm loving Parks and Rec, so yeah. I'm looking forward to watching mo- like more of it. Hell yeah, man. And then rewatched and Bruges recently. Bruges, yeah. nice. Still hold up. Oh, yes. Fucking of great film. Hell yeah. And uh, did I watch anything else? That's it. I've been kind of lacking on the watching thing. Okay. Uh, the Spider-Man movie came out. Yep. And I'm going to see that today, given the, if I finish all of my job. Hell yeah. So excited as fuck for that. Yeah. Um, 
That's I, kind of all I got going. I'm going to get to start talking to you about TV shows. Yeah. <laughs> I think your, yeah. your, your, your lady friend is making you watch TV, and I'm enjoying that. Because you wouldn't have watched Parks and Recreation <laughs> no, on your not. own. I would not. And, <laughs> yeah. I, and I fucking tried. Yeah, I nice. fucking tried. Hell yeah, man. Um, but yeah, Parks and Rec is really fucking funny. Yes. <laughs> Uh, other than that, man, I, don't, I haven't done anything. Like, suddenly not being in school mm. means life is infinitely less interesting immediately. Less, less interesting? It, less interesting in terms of, like, things don't happen. Okay. You know? Yeah. Like, you have to search out things yes. that happen. Very much. And if you don't, then... Then it won't happen. You just won't. Like, yep. if I want to have an interesting story by in the next week, like, I have to go, go somewhere... To and then, like, hopefully stumble on a guy that offers me cocaine so I have an interesting story, at least. I mean, you have I to... wouldn't take it, but the uh, story of being offered the cocaine would be infinitely more interesting than whatever I am doing right now. Okay. I mean, I can offer you some cocaine yeah, if you, you need to write. Yeah. <laughs> I mean... That is the third time that has happened to me. <laughs> cocaine is not a hard drug it's not to a hard drug. I've never been... Like, here's the thing. It's, mm. not, it's not a hard drug. Yeah. But I've never been in a social setting. Yes, you have. I promise you. Because I've been in those social settings yeah. with you. You just don't know that I everybody's doing cocaine. Yeah, I, just, I guess I didn't know. Uh, but I was, with, I was with one of our mutual friends. Yeah. And I was at their house in the living room. And they just pull out a little baggie. And yep. he just looks at me. And he just goes like, you want some coke? And I was yeah. just like, what the fuck <laughs> are you talking about? Yeah. Um, so, yeah. No, your cocaine's out there. That yeah. is definitely out there. I wouldn't, I wouldn't um, recommend that as uh, fentanyl is like running heavy in Charlotte streets right now. Yeah, yeah, not doing that. That shit is crazy. Not doing any of that. Yeah. Don't want to die. Isn't fentanyl like what Michael Jackson fucking Yes, it is. With? Yeah, it sure is. Fuck that. Kill the king of pop, man. Yep, I'm good. Yeah. I mean, if it's okay. going to kill Michael Jackson, like, I know I'm dead. <laughs> I know that. You know, I'm not the king of shit. Well, I, I'm the king of shit. I am the king of shit. The king of shit? Yeah, the like, king I, of shit. I'm a very good shit taker. I am the king of shit. <laughs> <laughs> I almost right. like renounced my throne. It's a, right, so what? <laughs> the throne. <laughs> the actual throne. <laughs> the toilet, I mean. There so you, have you ever thought about taking an improv comedy class? <laughs> I, I did, actually. Oh, you. did? I, yeah. We've talked about that. You, you have. We have. That's mm -hmm. right. Fuck, yeah. my jokes today are just not landing because they're all true. Yeah, so I did a year and a half of improv. Yeah. So what constitutes a good shit taker? <laughs> oh, uh, let's see. Uh, it's, the, the the efficiency? Shit. it's efficiency and consistency. Okay. I mean, because you can be super efficient. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like, how, how, what would you say efficient? Like two to three? Like two, two, at least two. Two to three, like, I'm talking about length of poop. Oh, like, oh, efficiency. Like poop time. Oh, like poop times. Yeah. Oh, poop times. Like, I, I don't know. I, I enjoy a good poop. So I, it's like, I'm not trying to If I could speed poop literally, I would yeah. absolutely do it. Yeah. It's like relaxing. I'm, yeah, like, I'm not trying to hurry my poops up at yeah. all. Like, yeah. Good. I enjoy good. good poop. I think, that's, I think that's the mark of a forward shit taker. Yeah. Forward thinking shit forward, taker. Yeah, hell yeah. Oh, yeah. That sounds like an autobiography somewhere. Yeah. And, and, and I'm still using it. those wipes. Still using still those using wipes. Those wet wipes. Still using those <laughs> I wet wipes. forgot about that. Mm-hmm. Oh, at, yeah. at least your butt is the, one of the cleanest butts out there. It is. No, give it's, me really, that. It's, a, it's, a, it's a nice So one. cleanliness, mm -hmm. uh, relaxed poop time. Relaxed poop time. Consistency you, of poop. Consistency. You got to get at least two in there. If at you're not two. getting at least two in there, you can't be the poop champ. <laughs> you can't claim to be poop champ if you're not getting at least two in there. And, and like, and like and consistency. There has to be a range. So it's like like two to five. 
I mean, you know, yeah. at least at least two. At least it's, two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You, at least two. Now five, we're getting a little past it. Like yeah. two to four is like okay. Five is like IBS and um, uh, diarrhea and, crumbs and yeah, yeah, and a little bit of that. Yeah. But two to four a day, okay, you is regular. And you also have to have at least one consistent one throughout those two to four. So okay. between those those two to four, there has to be like one to where I wake up every morning. As soon as I wake up, I shit. Like it's or, a routine. Poop. Yeah, you have to have one at least one routine poop to where you can poop on demand. If you can't poop on demand, you're not the poop champ. <laughs> you have to be able to poop on command. <laughs> this episode is sponsored by Charmin. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Poop yeah. Champ. Got too much to live for. <laughs> can't, can't go out to no fit and all, man. <laughs> Too much to live for out here. <laughs> Poop champ. <laughs> My fucking God. <laughs> yeah, man. Oh, that was fucking amazing. Damn. Listen, man, uh, I, I bequeath mm. the throne of King Shit Taker <laughs> to <laughs> you. I thought I held it, but clearly I am a no level than you. No, no, I'm all the way I on I am it. merely a peasant compared mm. to your kingliness. Oh, thank you, thank you. Um, yes. So congratulations on that. <laughs> I'll give you the little satchel mm-hmm. and a fucking round, like, flower. Oh, like a, a scepter. bouquet of flowers. Yeah, like a scepter. Oh, yeah, it's scepter. just a golden plunger. <laughs> golden plunger. My scepter is a damn plunger. Yes. <laughs> Got a damn porcelain throne. A damn. <laughs> My scepter is a plunger. Golden plunger. Yes. <laughs> no, that's pretty awesome. Fuck yeah. That's, that's absolutely... If I ever have like a hundred and something dollars, mm-hmm. like just blowing something, yeah. I am getting a 3D printed plunger. Yeah. And I am fucking making it look like it's made out of gold. Hell yeah. <laughs> that is awesome. Ah, uh, fuck. Listen, I don't have anything else to say, man. No, I'm good too. We're going to talk about this thing. Hey, hey. <laughs> Welcome back. Uh, we're going to talk about The Sting. Chris, give us a rundown. Uh, the Sting is a PG movie. came out in 1973. It's a crime drama with a runtime of two hours and nine minutes. Uh, the rundown is, following the murder of a mutual friend, aspiring conman Johnny Hooker, played by Robert Redford, teams up with old pro Henry Gondorf, Gondorf, played by Paul Newman, to take revenge on the ruthless crime boss responsible Doyle Lonigan, Robert Shaw. Uh, Hooker and Gondorf set set about implementing an elaborate scheme, one so crafty that Lonigan won't even know he's been swindled. As their Bitcoin unfolds, however, things don't go according to plan, requiring some last-minute improv by the undaunted duo. The uh, director is George Roy Hill from uh, Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid and Slaughterhouse Five. The writer is Not David. Fuck, Slaughterhouse Five. Oh yeah. Damn. And uh, the the direct the writer is David S. Ward, and it stars Paul Newman, Robert Redford, and Robert Shaw. Nice. Um, I turns out I had seen this movie like a couple years ago. Really? In Lon's class. Yeah, oh, Lon. Okay. Us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and I fucking loved it then. And nice. I still think it's a fucking great movie. Nice. It's and it's a fantastic piece of cinema. Yeah. Um, Robert Redford, like I know that he's credited as one of like the best actors of his time. Yeah. 
Um, but it really is amazing how little I fear of his name, considering how good he is at acting. What's what's so bad about that is like the people that we hold like as the best actors of this generation. Mm-hmm. Twenty years from now, we're not going to hear their names anymore yeah. <laughs> because like the younger generation <laughs> doesn't watch them. No. Like like any average any average twenty year old has never seen a Robert Redford movie, which sucks. You know, sucks. and it's like they don't. And the name doesn't yeah. ring a bell. It's like it, yeah. But I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. No, no, no. But Robert Redford is absolutely amazing as an actor. I saw him in another thing. I don't remember what the thing was. Um, it wasn't Butch and the Sundance Kid, and it wasn't... Um, was it the um, the uh, Great Gatsby? Uh, no, it was the baseball movie that he did. Robert Redford baseball movie? Yeah, he did a baseball movie. Um, I don't remember what it was, but um, I saw him in that. He was fucking great, too. Yeah. Um, he's just a good actor. Yes. He's talented. Mm-hmm. He knows what he's doing with the script. And, like, the way that he sort of characterizes... Um, the natural. The na- yeah, there we go. That one. Fucking fantastic film, too. I haven't seen that. Um, I really like the way that he makes a character his own. Yeah. Like, that's a that's a very obvious thing to say, but a lot of actors lose their authenticity when very they much. act. Very much, yeah. And Robert Redford just kind of has a, like, suave fucking, like, yeah, I'm Robert Redford. Go fuck yourself. Yeah. <laughs> kind oh, of yeah. vibe to him. Yeah. And I really, 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 really liked it. I, I love Robert Redford. Robert Redford is one of my favorite actors. He started um, either Sundance or Khan, uh, one of the two. Mm-hmm. But Robert, he started one of those. I love Robert Redford, but... The, the person that came before Robert Redford, who I'm, like, super infatuated with, and I picked the movie A Cool Hand Luke because I love mm-hmm. him, Paul Newman. Paul Newman, yeah. Paul Newman's fucking great. Paul Newman used to be Robert Redford. Like, <laughs> b- like seriously, like, no. b- before before there was a Robert Redford, Paul Newman was the guy, like... like the, Isn't with, Paul uh, Newman in this movie, too? Yes, he is. Yeah, yeah. He, yeah. he plays uh, the, 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 the... The main the guy. Yeah, uh, Lonergan? Lo- no, 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 no. Um, what's the name? Um, the main... Uh, Robert Redford... Henry? Uh, yeah, Gondorf. Gondorf, yeah, yeah Henry yeah, Gondorf. Gondorf. Yeah. All right, cool. But um, but yeah, like you, you can watch back like, in uh, 1967. What, what year did this come in? 73. 1967. Cool Hand Luke came out, and do you remember what Paul Newman looked like in Cool Hand Luke? You know, like he's super. Man was fit. a chunk of man. Yeah, like that was a man right there. You know, <laughs> he's like super fit. It's like he's you can tell he's young-ish, you know, but still getting older. But then six years later, you know, in this movie right here, now he's the older guy who has to take the younger guy under his wing. You know, in in um in Robert Redford. And teach him. Yeah, and teach him. And mm-hmm. I was like, whoa, look how time goes by like not even like we weren't alive for the 1967 cool hand luke but just looking at 1967 1973 and just how time changed and it was just like on with the old and in with the new you know that quickly it's funny that this movie is also like robert redford and paul newman because it it, it literally feels like a passing of the torch yes um, very much exactly to robert redford yep um i think my that so i guess the things that i want to say about this movie my thoughts are a little bit disorganized because it's so it's fucking early, yeah, yeah. Um, but I think the one of the things that I really liked about this movie it's that it's a very classic plot structure. It's yep. a very Asian master takes trainer into dojo mm. plot structure. We've seen it a hundred times. Yep. It's not even our plot; like we borrowed it from some other culture somewhere. Yeah. Um, but I think this movie does it fucking fantastically well. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, the idea of like the way that the conflicts introduced, the way that we get in, the characters introduced to us. Mm-hmm. Um, Luther and Robert Redford's character. Yep. What the fuck is Redford's character? Um, um, uh, Johnny. Johnny Hooker. Yeah. Um, the, when we get Luther and Hooker introduced to us, like we immediately know mm-hmm. what they're all about. Yep. And like, even though like, and, and the, the interesting thing about this movie is that the movie doesn't con us, but it it's like 
it's never not telling us everything. Yeah, it's not giving you all the information. Like, it's showing you the thing. Like, it's giving you all the information you need, but it's not, like, um, articulating that information right. so, you're, so you're sure what's happening. Right. Yeah. Um, which is, uh, like, right from the very beginning when we see uh, Hooker and Luther yeah. do this hit on this mob guy. Yeah. And, like, you think, like, oh, these people have a really... The, the, they seem oddly comfortable talking to each other. I yep. don't know what's happening here. And yep. it turns out that they're working together yep. uh, to steal that guy. And just that tiny, I like that, that that's the tiny incident that sparks the entirety of the movie. Mm. Um, it's not some big dramatic thing with a mop family. It's mm. just like, hey, just steal some money from the wrong guy. Yeah. And then he's just a gambler. Yeah. And uh, I think that's, I think that's, it's such a fucking like classic structure mm. that is done as well as it could be yeah. in this particular film, in mm. my opinion. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, I, I 100% agree with that. Mm -hmm. There was a um, there was a stereotype that I, you know, you, you've, you've heard, and they changed up in movies now, but how mm -hmm. when you see a black person in a movie in the first five minutes, you know he's going to die. Right, yeah. <laughs> you know? <laughs> and, uh, like, they, they've changed that, you know, movies since, you know, but it's like, this is a movie from 1973, so it's like as soon as Luther is on the screen and with at the five-minute mark, mm -hmm. I'm like, oh, damn, Luther, you're, you're out of here, no, bro. You're <laughs> you know who was up with Luther. Like, at I least was, he makes it to, like, the 10, 15-minute mark. <laughs> yeah, he makes it to 15 so, or so. Breaking boundaries. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but, um, but, um, but yeah, it, it starts off that um, you, it start, the movie starts off and you don't see Robert Redford, you don't you don't see Paul Newman, like mm -hmm. neither one of those people are in the first shot, and you know, and that was odd to me, you know, seeing some random person walking into a, a random building, you know, and a woman's on the phone, eight seven two, nah, 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 and picking the phone's like, okay, what's mm -hmm. going on? Are they inside like a, a newspaper place? Yeah, I thought or, it was a newsroom yeah, at first like, too. Yeah, like what's going on here? And then you slowly figure out, and like I, I like how they um, there's a guy that walks into the room, and then he kind of just like messes with the girl that's on the typewriter mm -hmm. on the phone. She doesn't look at him she tells she says cut it out whatever your name is and then he goes to sit down i like that in the script because the first five minutes it just sets up that they know each other very well they've been working together for a very long time they're familiar with each other right yeah. you know something like that and um then by, by a couple more minutes later then we're finding out that um they're they're running numbers they have um he said they have ten thousand dollars that they made but it's in comparison to all the other places that's running numbers they're at the last yep. you know they're really, very last so um they get one of the guys to go out and take the money out the ten thousand dollars and then we get the the scene that you're talking about there where he gets hustled he gets hustled out of his the the money that he's supposed to be dropping off for the mob and his money his own personal money yeah and just, just all, all the money yeah gone um, I think that the like the charisma that Robert Redford has on camera really lends itself to believe that he's the kind of guy that would be running mm. these kind of cons yeah. really well. Yeah. Um, like at no point in the there's a lot of movies where like you get the the, the clever con or the clever detective and yeah. you're just like oh you're reading off a script fuck yeah. you. Yeah. Um, but Robert, I feel like Robert Redford doesn't get that. If it feels very charismatic, very natural. Yeah. Um, and with the compare, like also like added to the, like with the cinematography and mm -hmm. the editing, yeah. uh, it really does feel like we get all of the information that we need, but not all of the information that we need to know what to every character is thinking, yeah. uh, which keeps the movie interesting. Cause if you knew that what was the end game of the movie, mm -hmm. then it just wouldn't be a movie. No. Um, because mm -hmm. part of the fun is trying to figure out who's a step ahead of who. Yeah. And it's, here's the thing. It, the movie seems successive. Mm. Anything, everything that happens in the movie seems fucking excessive. Mm. They rent out, so after they steal the money, they kill Luther. Mm. Uh, Hooker goes to Gondorf. Mm. Uh, he kind of takes him under the wing, teaches him a couple of lessons, yeah. and then they go on this elaborate the Bitcoin fucking the Bitcoin. Yeah, it's not big. It's like big, big. Like, yeah, it's, it's like, fucking. It's the Bitcoin. Yeah, yeah. Like Jesus. Mm. It's <laughs> like when, when so much trouble. When he when he goes when he goes there, he's like um. 
oh, I think I think I might wrote that quote down. It's freaking hilarious. It's like um, ah, shit. Anyway, basically, basically, uh, when he when he goes there, he's like he's he's like, well, after, now that Luther's dead, I don't think I can get more than like two or three hundred people, <laughs> you know, for the con. <laughs> it was like it's like what the fuck? Like what could you? How many people could you have gathered up had Luther still been alive? There's fucking you know? thousand people just yeah. hanging about for the big con. It's like yeah. and it's like, but they they don't give you much information. It's just they they say that little scene. It's like yeah, with Luther gone, maybe I can get two or three hundred people, and then they don't say anything else about that. You go yep. to the train scene and all that stuff, and then they just cut in every now and again people coming in. in Interviewing for the job as a con man in the big con, yep. and you know they don't set that up. They don't let you know. It's just you show up and you just see them changing around a building and people coming in and talking, wanting to know if they can get in. You was like, what the hell? Like all these people involved. By the time you get to the end of the movie, you see how elaborate it is. Like yeah. how they needed all two hundred of those people. That dude could have fucking ran a whole like like talent agency. He was yeah. so fucking good at this thing. Yeah. I think the the most amazing thing for me about that whole elaborate setup. Is that not only did they want to con this guy, mm. they they rented an entire building, rented an entire second building to keep a watch for the first building, mm. turned the first building into like a booking club for yep. horses, yep. decorations, equipment, oh, yeah. everything, yep. put a doorbell from the first building to the second building mm. to let people know when they were coming in, yep. and everybody was just acting the shit out of everything that was happening. Yeah. I have, like, the the this movie is, is in the 1970s, yeah. but it's... Set in the 40s, or like the 30s. It's, uh, it's like, like 30s, 30s, 40s, yeah. 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 Um, I have never, like, I don't know why the fuck people have this idea of the 30s, mm. that everybody was like this hyper productive personality mm. in the 30s. Most people were sad, broken, depressed, yeah. <laughs> and yeah. drunk. Sure. Uh, but, like, it just amazes that the ambience is just like, yeah, we're going to cut this guy, and then we're going to get 200 and 300 people, and we're mm. going to throw $5,000 at it, and then we're going to make 50, uh, 500,000. <laughs> like, $500,000, yeah. What the fuck are you talking about, man? Mm. Like, Henry, like, yeah. fucking take it easy, man. Yeah. Hang out. Like, mug a dude like a normal person, for fuck's sake. <laughs> I mean, that's what he did for the majority of his life. He was tired of being a grifter. He was like... King Christ. Um, so I think that the setup of the movie, as ridiculous as it is, mm-hmm. works amazingly well for the plot structure. It, it's, it, it's like, it's reminiscent of like a uh, Ocean's Eleven or Twelve. It's like, <laughs> yeah. you're not going to have this full elab- elaborate plan to rob a freaking Palms Casino. Like, right. it's not happening. You know, just fucking them with a gun. You'll be yeah, all right. Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> Either way. It's just, <laughs> yeah, so yeah, it's, it's very, very elaborate and, and it's just like... Like what the fuck? Like, come on, bro. But yeah. it is, but it is very entertaining. Oh yeah. And the entire movie is set. So this is a this is a thing that I find interesting mm-hmm. um, because I've run into this with movies recently, where we have an entire movie of like build up, yeah, and then just like one scene of payoff. Mm-hmm. And if that one scene of payoff doesn't work, then the whole movie is kind of shite. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was that way in Shawshank Redemption. There was mm-hmm. a lot of build up, a lot yep. of build up. Yep. Same way in this movie. There's a lot, lot, lot hey, of build up. I like I have I 180 disagree. Really? Yeah, like what because because like the, the payoff wasn't like something significant, but it was enough to where like, I, I can't say payoff, no. but it's just the um there was enough scenes to where it just was sitting there where we're listening to dialogue and nothing's really happening, and then all of a sudden Hooker gets caught or he's being shot at no. or he's in a chase scene to where he's being shot at. You know, it's like those happen like every like twenty minutes or so. They do happen, but they're not a payoff. For they're me. not a payoff. No, they're not they're, a payoff. They're, no. they're just an escalation of conflict. Yep. Um, to give us a sense of urgency, mm-hmm. so, which are very much needed, because otherwise yes. it'd just be very dull movie. Yes. Um, but the structure is just like they build up all of this. The ultimate payoff. The that ultimate you're looking payoff. For. Okay. Which is the character moment ultimately for yeah. for Hooker, yeah. where he goes like, "Nah, I don't need. I don't need. Yeah. Um, that is that's the payoff of the entire movie. Yeah. It's one fucking line of dialogue, Chris. Yeah. 
The entire movie pays off in one goddamn line of dialogue. From the beginning, it's just like as soon as you get the Bitcoin and it's not enough, it'll never be enough. Yep. And then at the end, it was like, so what do you think? Now, you're right. It's not enough. <laughs> but it's sure close. <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah. So it's like, that's the payoff. You're right. It's fucking wild. Like, yeah. I love the, char- the character progression of um, Hooker. Yeah. Was exactly what Luther wanted to happen. For himself, uh, too. Yeah. yeah, for himself, too. Like, yeah. he wanted, Luther wanted Hooker to become that guy. Yeah. And I feel like it was very fitting of having not only Khan the man that killed Luther, yeah. but also having become the man that Luther wanted him to become. Yeah. Um, felt very satisfying in tying loose strings together. Yep. yep. Um, which doesn't happen in a lot of movies. And it doesn't happen. Is it raining? I guess that's right. And, and it doesn't happen enough where, like, the entire movie is a build-up to that particular moment. Yeah. A lot of the times we see a gradual change. Yeah. And, like... I wouldn't say that there isn't a gradual change in, in Hooker. He starts mellowing out when he meets Loretta and yeah. sort of he shows examples of like caring a little bit less about the con and more about just himself. Mm. Um, but it really all builds up to the one spike in time where yeah. he just goes like, nah, don't we blow it. Yeah. And I think that's spectacular because it's it's you don't need a constant fucking ten minutes of something happening that's yeah. that's other than people talking. Like I like enjoying a movie when I just get to see people talk, especially when it's like the 1940s mm-hmm. or something like that, when like the dialogue is so quick and snappy and yep. people are just going like, yeah, dick, that, dick, that, <laughs> the other thing. Uh, it'll be, it'll all be Jake. And you're just like, what the fuck are you saying? <laughs> it'll all be Jake, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I really love, like the dialogue in this movie feels very natural, very mm-hmm. comfortable. And I really love the chance to be able to explore that dialogue yeah. by not flooding us with constant barrages of police chases. Yes. And yada, yada, yada. Yes. It's like they, they break it up very naturally. It's like you said, it's like every 20 minutes, every 30 minutes or so, they just hit you with a little bit, get you back interested in the movie if you weren't interested in the dialogue, which is amazing, in my right, opinion, yeah. too. Yeah. But um, the, what, what I really liked about the dialogue from the beginning was just seeing where they're willing to go. Like, what, it, what are the parameters? Where What's the box, you know, for this movie as far as dialogue for a movie that came out in 1973? Mm-hmm. You know, and um, the very first scene well, one of the first scenes the uh, the robbery scene he's like um what are you giving him a hundred dollars for he didn't do shit <laughs> and i was just like oh okay so we can curse in this movie he's like we can we can do that and it's like he only curses like one other time in the entire movie but i'm just like okay i like this guy he's he's loose he can kind of go with it you know so immediately just endeared to robert redford's character you know that he's willing to kind of go there but like you said it's just from the from the opening of the movie till the end you're kind of engaged yeah you know you you really are and I, and I think that in service, it's the writing. It's mm-hmm. the, the really great plot structure and the really great um, dialogue that happens. Yeah. But the other element that I think makes the movie interesting is that... So it's set in the 40s, done in the 70s. So it's very clearly shot with a 70s aesthetic. Mm-hmm. But it very closely emulates the cinematography that would be present in the, 40s. In the 1940s movie. Yeah. So you get a sort of modernized version of the 1940s yeah. um, through the lens of like the 70s. Yeah. Which I think is really interesting because a lot of the camera movement is borrowed straight from like the noir era mm. and the sort of the detective crime thriller era, where we have that's true, yeah. really interesting sh- wide shots of people walking, people running, people hiding in the shadows, yeah. um, people being mysteriously sneaky through alleyways, yep. and it's all of these like imagery that takes you back to the noir yeah. and the French noir and the femme fatale, and all of those elements are so present in this movie. Yeah. But they're grounded in the reality of the 1970s. Yeah. And and I think that that aesthetically gives the movie a really beautiful, 
sort of pristine aesthetic that not a lot of movies can emulate. The the image that comes to my mind when you say that is in uh, when um, when Hooker is being chased, you know, by uh, by one of the guys, and uh, the guy chases him to a that a door. Uh, uh, alley, what would you, a dead in alley, mm-hmm. you know, and uh, the, the camera goes away, then shows him right there. He's like, hold on, where the fuck did he go? He's looking all <laughs> around everywhere, and then he puts his gun away, and then he turns back towards the camera, then his eyes get big, and then it's like, oh, Selino, I, uh, bow, bow, yep. dead, you know, and Classic then. Classic noir. Yeah, yeah, I was yeah. like, oh, yeah. But what, 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 what I, I did have a problem, if I'm going to, like, pick pick apart a movie, mm-hmm. like, you're not lifting no damn manhole by yourself. No damn sword drain. <laughs> I like, know those no. things like, like 50, 60 pounds. No, they're more than that. Uh, you, can, you can lift 50 or 60 pounds by yourself, but it's just like, even if, like, say, okay, let's say, for the sake of the argument, there's 60 pounds. Mm-hmm. Like, it's, it's level to the ground, and the only thing that you have in it to pick it up is a little finger hole, which yeah. you can, like, use, like, um, there's a little Metal tool thing, you can, yeah. yeah. But it's like you're not lifting 50, 60 pounds with one to two fingers. Nope. No, bro. <laughs> but anyway, man. <laughs> no, bro. <laughs> it's just not happening like that. <laughs> like, I tried as a kid. I wanted to meet the Ninja Turtles. Uh, Never that, happened. happened. Nope. You know what? There's probably a reason that they make it so heavy. <laughs> yeah. So kids can't meet the Ninja Turtles. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I wonder if they used to be lighter before we were kids. Maybe, maybe. <laughs> and then the Ninja Turtles came out, and they was like, "Listen, we gotta like five dead kids in the sewer." We well, I, I don't know. They seem heavy in the cartoons because, like, whenever the Ninja Turtles <laughs> would, would sling the manholes at people, yeah. they clank. <laughs> they would throw them like frisbees, but they would knock people it's out. Like the fucking Spider-Man game. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> fucking web people with a manhole. That dude's yep. straight up dead. You're dead. Straight up dead. So at least, dead. at least three concussions. Yeah. Um. Anyway. Um, but yeah, that neo noir aesthetic <laughs> with that '70s cinematography, that yeah. very it's it's the '70s is kind of like I think is the advent or, or like the the forthcoming of Steadicam. Okay, um, that's really when we start implementing a lot of Steadicam mm. usage in our shots, yeah. and we start getting this really smooth, gorgeous pans of scenery, and yeah. it, it, they're long, unbroken takes of yeah. like an amazing cityscape or someone running through a cityscape. Mm. And they're not afraid to just like hold on someone running yeah. as they run away from the camera. Yeah. And so it's it's very peaceful cinematography on very high stress situations mm-hmm. with an element of ne- like element of noir yeah. attached to it. So it really becomes an interesting blend of like classic and new yeah. for the time. Yeah. And I think that's why the movie looks so interesting because even today that blend gives it a timeless aesthetic. Yes. You know, like, I, you, I could watch this movie 10 years from now and I'd buy whatever time period they're in. Yeah. Um, it, it aged really well. Very much. Because of that aesthetic. And I really, really, really did appreciate that element. I think oh, it was yeah. fucking fantastic. And well, those, who, I, I want to say my favorite character in this movie might have been Lonigan. As far as an <laughs> actor, yeah. I liked him so much. It's all, before we're talking about like making a character your own, mm-hmm. like there was a little thing that he he added added to his uh, his character that follow. Yeah, you follow. You follow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> on everything, it's, it, it's just like a, a I'm done talking. Either you understand or I, I can't kill you. Right. You yeah. know, and it just leaves it's, after that. It's all my the time. way or you're dead. Yeah. <laughs> that Irish accent. Like I, I, I wish I could have had the um, the Irish guy that I met this weekend <laughs> to see if that was legit because it sounded legit to me. It's like a, it's like, yeah, it's like a great American Irish. Accent, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. Like the degradation of the Irish accent. Yep, it's it's fucking great. Yeah, oh yeah. Um, Robert Shaw is a fantastic actor too. I love that the uh, the scene where we see. Oh, let me set the plot up a little mm-hmm. bit because yeah. I saw what's what's happening here. So um so yeah, the very beginning of the movie we see they um the, the grifters they they steal from a mob guy and he's supposed to be delivering like uh, ten thousand dollars 
and put it inside of a box. Mm-hmm. They, uh, they, they steal from him. And um, shortly after that, Lonigan, who is um, the head mob boss, you know, who's you know, supposed to be his $10,000, mm-hmm. but they, they let you know that that $10,000 doesn't mean anything to him. Right. It's just about the respect. And they show him on a golf course, and they, they was like, hey, if that guy or any of these other guys that are in a competition with me find out, you know, that someone was able to get $10,000 away from me and live, live, then I have to kill him and anybody else because everybody's going to be coming from my operation. Yeah. You know, so it's a, it's a matter of principle, not a matter of money. So um, he sends he sends a police officer that's working for him to go find the guys, you know, and um, they, fi- they find, uh, well, they kill Luther immediately okay. and then they find they find a hooker later on in, inside of a dark alley. The police officer finds, finds him. He's wearing plain, a plain co- clothes policeman with a, um, a policeman in uniform yeah. you know, for the first time so we can get to identify the plainclothes policeman as a legitimate officer. You right. Know? So we see him. Which is cl- clever. Yeah, clever hell yeah. Yeah. And uh, we see him, and then he, he beats him up a little bit, and then he was like, all right, give me the money. I don't know how much money that you scored because I know about it because I'm here to come get you. The, you right. know, the, guy, the, the guy that stole that you stole from sent me here, so give me that money because <laughs> I, I know you got it. You know, he just tries to run him, shake him down. So he was like, uh, yeah, my take was only 1000 He was like, well, you give me a 2000 no matter what. He gives him the money. He was like, you're a smart guy. You know, not worth dying over $2,000. Walks off counterfeit money yep so now now he's fucked but the with- way that that's delivered mm-hmm. the way that that line of counterfeit money is delivered the guy walks up to him he's walking with a friend mm-hmm. and the guy's just like oh hooker you you did that that was probably smart and the guy's just like no nah, that's kind of for money he's gonna spot that immediately yeah, let's get the fuck out of here <laughs> 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 so <laughs> The way he leaves that friend, just like, nope, he's going to find out I'm out. Yep. <laughs> Sprints away. Fucking <laughs> yeah. killed me. Yeah. So, so now he has the head of the mob balls line again after him, and he also has the police after him for the counterfeit money. Yep. And um, he immediately leaves off, and uh, Luther has set him up with, um, with uh, what's his name? Henry. Henry. Yep. Uh, Luther set him up with Henry. So uh, he meets Henry, and uh, as soon as he gets there, he has the police hot on his trail. You know, they come in there, it was like, hey, we're looking for somebody that's dealing with counterfeit money. They don't know if he's there or not, you know, but uh, I, I can't remember that lady's name that owns the bar, but she was a really good actress, too. She was. She, she, she was, was good. Nah. The, um, the first the interaction there, he was like, uh, well, you mind if I take a look around? She's like, no, but uh, you can have a free beer on your way out. <laughs> <laughs> then he takes it and pours it on her hand, and she's just no reaction whatsoever. Nope. No reaction. Like, I, I deal with these kind of assholes every day. And then she just waves them off with yep. the beer in her hand. Like, yep. just please get out. <laughs> yeah. He was like, I don't, I don't need your permission. <laughs> he was like, I could just bust into any rooms in here that I want and she was like be my guest you'll be busting into the chief of police right here in the next door <laughs> and walks off I'm like yeah like, she I was like a her. badass Hell yeah. the, the, she's the the femme fatale element mm. and uh, Loretta they're the Ooh, femme fatale element that yeah. I really really liked oh yeah that. oh and the, the, like I said the plot so like I said he, ha- he has a mob after him he has um, so Lonigan is after him with mm-hmm. the mob the police is are yep. after him and then after they weren't able to get him the first time um, he was like alright we're gonna we're gonna stop using these uh, like street people to kill him because it's not it's not, not working. working and it's making me look bad you know with y'all not killing him because yeah. um, sh- he dropped him off he dropped him off from the train at his home you know with people there ready to kill him yep. and then he still got away you know so he was like alright you know I'm, I'm not dealing with, with the street people anymore we're gonna hire Selena and his people who we never see right we, we never see with Selena we is. never see Selena at all you know so um, we, hire, and, oh, we hear Selena because um, mm-hmm. when, when, uh, when well, he, Selena was the Selena was Loretta wasn't it uh, that's uh, that was Selena was um, Loretto's brother. 
Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. Gotcha. We see Selena once at um when well we see his silhouette or his shadow when yep. he shoots the guy by the um the manhole. Mm-hmm. He does Selena and he gets killed. So we never <laughs> see Selena. But uh, so he was like, all right, we're gonna, we're not gonna hire these small time people anymore. We're gonna put Selena on it. And then Selena puts his sister on it. So you got you got Selena and the sister after you. You got you got um you got Lonigan the mob boss after yeah. you, and you got the police. And, you know, slippery and, little fucker. Ain't it? And and then like when you're watching the movie and with the the continuity of it, it seems like uh, the FBI is also after him, too. That's <laughs> yep. what it seems like. And then, but the FBI is not after him. No. The FBI is after Henry. Yeah, yeah. Um, which, uh, so th- this is what, because they're running the, the con for Lonigan. Yep. And then during that process, Snyder keeps tipping um, Lonigan. Lo- Snyder's working for Lonigan, right? Yeah. So during that process, the FBI clocks Snyder. Mm-hmm. As the Air Quotes FBI. The F Quotes FBI. Yeah. Um, which is, I, it's fucking great. That whole thing is fucking great. <laughs> yeah. So the FBI clocks mm. Snyder and mm. then tells him, all right, you're going to get us fucking hooker. Yep. And then Snyder just goes like, all right, I guess I'll get you fucking hooker. We don't really have a choice. Yeah. Go gets hooker. Hooker plays hard to get. And he's like, no, I won't. It's off. It's off a fucking show. <laughs> yeah. Like, the FBI is like, not real. Like nothing. Real. Nothing's yeah. real. Yeah. Everything is permitted. Yep. Er, d- d- fuck. Yeah. Fucked up that quote. Yeah. Um, but it, it's fucking great. And then, like, just the acting and the performance for it so that every person believes that it's real. Yep. It's just so over-elaborate and silly. And, that's, like, I love every fucking second of it. That's one of my favorite scenes, yeah. too, when um when they bring the police officer to this, like, run-down building in the yeah. middle of nowhere where the FBI guys bring him in there. And um, he's he doesn't know nothing from nothing. Like, he's never seen these people before, and he's still being his normal self. Right. And then he's standing there. He was like, hey, you know, you can, can we hurry it up here? I got work to do. And he then was the, eating pie. Fuck you. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and then the other guy turns around, and then he, he's smoking a cigarette. He was like, hey, how about, you, how about you sit down and shut up and don't live up to my expectations? <laughs> you know? And it's like, that's awesome, like, knowing that he's an actor, he's full of shit, and yep. it's just like he has to be able to, like, you know, play this role, you know, to not get found out by somebody who's not full of shit. Right. Know, that's yeah. in front of you. Somebody that's a proper cop. Yeah, yeah, like a proper cop. Yeah. And then uh so like and then it happens again where um he makes a joke about him. He was like, Yeah, I wouldn't want you to have to be um staying inside this shitty shit house yeah. or whatever. Like he just makes fun of like he where he works. Mm-hmm. And then he goes and was like, Hey, I've been working for this long. I've been dealing with people like you, yada yada. I'm like, hell yeah. Done wise crack me flat foot. Yeah. It's just like such a nineteen forties insult. Fucking flat foot. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just like, man, like the acting of you guys, is, it's, it's, it's meta as shit, yeah. you know, because you're an actor, but you're also acting like something else. It's like, what the fuck? That's fucking great. <laughs> yeah, man. So then, so the FBI, mm-hmm. Eric Colt's FBI, yeah. gets Snyder to bring in Hooker. Yep. And so they play the performance where the FBI tells Hooker that they're going to go after Alva, mm-hmm. uh, which is Luther's wife, yep. if he doesn't give up Henry. Yep. So now Snyder is there watching all of it yep. happen. Yep. Um, I don't know to what purpose he was there watching because he doesn't really do anything with that information. No, I mean, I, I guess just to um, to confirm, like, the legitimacy of the operation. Right, yeah. yeah. Um, so, but then after that, they go to, like, the big con. This is the yep. last day of the con. Yep. Which is when uh, Robert Shaw's character, uh, Lonigan, mm-hmm. brings the half a million dollars and bets on a horse. And, and just uh, not to cut you off, but it was like the, mm-hmm. whole, the whole point they said the big con was to con them and for them not to know they've been conned once right. it's over. Yep. It's like, right. Okay. Um, which is, uh, I think they I think they nail the shit out of that. Oh, yeah. So they bring in Robert Shaw yeah. to the fake bookie. Yep. They get him to bet a half, half a million dollars yep. on the wrong horse. Yeah. 
because they have another guy that's pretending to be a guy that works for the Western Union mm -hmm. bookie yep. thing. And they do this thing where they, it's so simple. They tell him, like, place it on second, mm -hmm. and then he places the whole bet on first on that horse. Yeah. Just like a simple twist of the words. Yep. And he's fucked. Just lost $500,000. Yeah. And uh, then the FBI storms in. Yep. And then <laughs> takes him with them. Yeah. And then there's a shootout where yeah. it looks like Henry and uh, Hooker kill each other. Yeah. And then th that's the con. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's it. Because they're both dead. Like the people that you were coming after for the money, like they're both dead. Your money is gone. Yeah. Like the only thing that I was like w worried about throughout the movie is y'all celebrate way too quick. Yeah. That's you exactly know? what I was thinking. <laughs> it's like, all right, they're gone. Whoa. <laughs> like, like they do that a number of times. <laughs> when he walks out of the door the first time we're going to the book, it's just like, that man can still hear you. Yes. Like, he is right outside. Yeah. <laughs> like, what? It's like, wow, y'all cheering and celebrating. Like, come on now. Um, so, overall, like, the, the, it feels over elaborate, but mm. it never gets complicated for the viewer, mm. which I think is a feat of the writer. Yeah. Because those, the movies like that tend to, like, Ocean's 8, Ocean's 11. They can get a little. They can get a little faffy. Yeah. And then you're going, it's like, wait, why is the string over there? What was, what, what's happening? Yeah. Um, they can get sort of James Bondian, yeah. I think. I agree. But uh, this movie, it's just, like, elaborate. But not complicated. Mm. Uh, a lot of things happening. Very chaotic energy yeah. when the characters are talking. Yep. Very um, purposeful delivery of information. Yeah. Um, but never in a way that feels unfair to the audience that's watching the movie. True. Oh, yeah. Um, which I think is it's a feat of writing. It's a feat of plot structure. Mm. And it's a feat of understanding your characters and yeah. what they would do in specific situations. Yeah. And also in making your audience think, that they know what's happening, yeah, and then twisting the twisting it on them, yeah. The FBI thing was a con for the audience, yes, you know, which is fucking incredible, yeah. Because like we don't know, it's like, hold on, did uh, is Hooker really turning on his friend? It's like we can't really tell, like you know, for right. first go through, it's, it's hard to tell, but yeah. Um, there was there's another thing that I, I really enjoyed as far as um, the attention to detail from the writers and um, just the life that you have had to have lived or just at least seen like live through it through someone else mm -hmm. in some kind of way with these con artists like you don't make up these stories you know from from nothing like these right. are real these people existed you know and um one of the the small things i like from um from a robert from a paul newman's character is the uh the gin he's he's about to, he's about to go play cards for the first time and it's like uh, you know they're waiting for you already it's like i'll let them wait you know <laughs> and he's just sitting there just building up building up anticipation because he's no he's already set the scent he's, right. he's walked in and he was like yeah a guy comes in with expensive luggage, a $200 suit, throwing money around. He's good for it, you know. So he already knows, you know, that he's he's money. You know, right. they, 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 they think he's a sucker and he's a loser. Money, you don't even know it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they, they, think he's, they think he's a sucker with money. And uh, so he's going to show up late. He takes a bottle of gin, you know, sips some of it. Will put some of it in his mouth, swishes it around in his mouth, immediately spits it out, yep. you know, just so he can have the the, the, uh, the, the fragrance, scent of yeah, of, the scent of, of gin over his mouth when he talks. And then fills the rest of the bottle up with water you know so it's half gin half water it's super watered down the explanation was so whenever you're drinking they can't tell that it's watered down yeah. any other drink you can kind of tell but with gin you're not going to be able to tell and he wants them to think that he's making bad decisions and just drunk he's drunk as fuck yeah, That's oh, yeah. The thing. that was that poker scene we had a we had a movie with a poker scene Bunraku recently yeah um that poker scene was really fun yeah. uh the one in this movie mm -hmm. it was just really tense and like you knew that uh, uh, Paul Newman's character was cheating, and you oh, also yeah. knew that uh, Robert Shaw's character was cheating. Yeah. But it was just kind of like, all right, so who's going to cheat better? Yeah. And nobody else in the table knew that they were 
cheating. Went only one other person, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it was just like a really fun moment of then like Paul Newman, the, the Paul Newman being confident that he was going to win, mm-hmm. and then Robert Shaw going like, "Nah, I got this." Yeah, and then just immediately losing like yeah. a fucking three thousand dollar hand. Yeah, it's great because like great. they 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 told him before he was like, "Yeah, he cheats. He likes to um, play with threes and nines. You know, low cards, threes and nines." And he was like, "All right, you know." So then when he wins, he wins with jacks. Yeah, <laughs> you know, because like whatever he's going to hit me with, as long as I I'm over that nine, he served me up these threes, and so I know what's about to happen right <laughs> yeah. now. You know what's what's really fucked up is after like I said I seen this movie years ago but I mm-hmm. not in an analytic way but um what, what's what I'm pissed off about is after watching this movie and then seeing him clean up and then they took a break mm-hmm. and then they came back and then cheated the last hand yeah. you know although Paul Newman won but it wasn't supposed to go like that right I was in a poker hand you know six seven years ago in California I was cleaning up they decided to take a five minute break similar mm-hmm. to that we came back and I I was dealt a very nice hand to where I thought I could bet a lot of money and lost like shit Damn. so it makes me think very much yes very seriously (laughs) because i had a great hand brian a great hand remember what you had it it was like a three of a kind or a full house it was something that i was very comfortable you know is so i'm like i feel i feel very super that i'm set up now (laughs) after that (laughs) i very much do i'm glad this is the movie that brought that on to you (laughs) you fucking hit that moment she's like you cocksuckers (laughs) six years ago (laughs) (laughs) fucking assholes Yeah, um, but yeah, oh, but the, uh, the switch of of um, what was the name Loretta? Um, the uh, the lady that was after after kill him. Mm-hmm. That was a blind side for me. Yeah, you know, it's yeah, a blind side. Not see that coming. No, because like she she lets him come to her. Mm-hmm. You know, he he goes to the uh, to a diner and then she's like, oh yeah, I just started working here just until I can afford to get a, tra- a train ticket out of here. You know, I don't know anybody really, so he just starts frequenting the place, coming back and coming back, and then eventually he goes up to her apartment building and uh, it's like, hey. You know, just let me, let's go out on a date. Let's go have some beer. Let's go get a drink. It's like me and you are the same. We're just in a city and we don't know any, anybody. And then what what is really cool as far as the filmmaking is that, like you said, he would have been dead. Yeah. You know, had the neighbor not opened the door and peeked out and it's just like, good night, Mrs. Crane or whatever her yeah. name was, and spotted him there. So instead, he they, they, they slept together. And then with the shot, do you remember what the shot looked like? He was turned away from her mm-hmm. and with a like a, a worried look on his face. And she was still, she was like laying face up with like a satisfied look. Yeah. You know? And it's like thinking of the first time, it was like, oh, like I understand why he's concerned, you know, because his life is, you know, kind of shit right now. Right. And, that, and her satisfaction is because, you know, she She's just got him. fucked. Yeah. You know? But the reality was that's not what's going on in her mind. Nope. You know, it's like, oh, wow. Like, like you sly heifer, <laughs> you know. It's like that's what I'm thinking about. You know, it's like you're a sly as shit. You know. <laughs> Sorry, the word heifer is just such a ridiculous word. <laughs> it is. It is. I, I like it a lot. I like it. But, uh, <laughs> but, but yeah, it's like it's like whoa, you know. So um, so then they they end up they end up having sex, and then later on, like he sees her walking down like just an alleyway, and they're about to cross paths, and he sees her, and he he's like, like hey, you know, what are you doing, hey? And then she's ready to pull out a silencer and end him and um who is it that um that has his back is, it was, was the, it Henry? It was a guy that Henry sent. Yes, Henry yeah. sent the guy, you know, and shoots her dead center in the forehead from like a hundred yards out. Dude, he's got him. But that's what Charu was great because I thought that that was the guy that because we've been we've been shown his hands mm-hmm. while he's driving around, 
trailing hooker. So yeah. you think that that's the guy that's going to gank him. him. Yeah. And then Loretta's going to be the guy that's like, watch out, hooker's going to shoot you. Yep. Nope. Complete backwards. Exactly, yeah. Um, which is great. Oh, yeah. I really enjoyed that bit. It, it's like a minor subplot in the thing, but yeah. it's fucking fantastic the way yeah. you handle it. Yeah, yeah. Um, all, in, all in all, man, like, I, I've said it already, but I think this movie is just an, an, like absolutely exemplary of what good filmmaking and what good writing is yeah. with good acting as well. And also, the sound design was really fucking good. Yeah, I can't hate on that. Hell yeah. Um, the, the, how do you say it? The sound design was good. There was another thing that I really liked. The, they, they did this Zoom thing every so often where mm. they would Zoom through a window or no, something. No, yeah. Uh, yes. Something like yep. that. I want to know how they did it in the 70s because mm. um, it's such an interesting effect to see in a 1970 movie. Yeah. Because yeah. Um, it really did bring you from like the POB of the guy. Uh, what do you the what do you call it the the guy that's okay. observing the mob the mob guy the no 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 to whoever's watching so oh, it brings oh. you from the observer mm. um, the spectator okay. it brings you from the spectator that's far away from the scene yeah. to the scene in a matter of fucking seconds real quick yeah. and it's it's really effective filmmaking they, I really like that effect they have one from when they're in like the drugstore wherever it is that they're answering the phone from to get mm-hmm. the uh, the lottery numbers or the, the the horse numbers so they're they're the camera has them inside the drugstore then you slowly zoom out slowly slowly through the window of of the drugstore through the 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 uh the like the road and then mm. up into this other room to this window where he's looking out and i'm yep. just like oh yeah like that's it's good it's fucking good oh yeah it looks it looks good it does whatever it needs to do and it's just fucking great oh yeah um that that is the shit in filmmaking that i live for yeah. whenever like a filmmaker does a clever little transition like yeah that, that shit's like Mm, tastes so good. What, what did you think about those? Um, like, uh, like how we, they blocked it off, you know, to where like I have one, like the each section of the movie was like the acts were kind oh, of. Oh, I really like that. Me I, too. I really like that. Yeah. Um, because I feel like the, I feel like the narrative of the movie was like them. Exp- it was someone explaining to you how they did the con. Mm, yep. So, and at any times you were aware that it was a con, but the sections were so intriguing that sometimes you forgot that it was a con. Yeah. And it just kind of puts you in the mindset of just going like, oh, well, these people are so good that I know that it's a con and I still forgot that it was a con. Yeah. And uh, I, I think it works really well for the audience. Oh, yeah. And also, it's a really good transition from Robert Redford's characters to skip into different points of his life. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Um, I, I think it just it just works really well as a transition. Yeah, yeah. I got to tell you, the, if the only thing that I, I have a problem with this movie is um you know we talk about how characters they when you can tell they've lived before the movie and mm-hmm. they live on after a movie and with these characters they clearly had so much of a life you know before this movie right. you know but what is robert redford and uh, paul newman's life after this movie yeah don't you know, really know. It's, it's just like Paul, Paul Newman is like he or Robert Redford, maybe he's turning over a new leaf. Like what we know is that he doesn't want to blow his money like a pimp, you know, mm-hmm. which is ref- referenced by Luther earlier, that the um, that the excitement is what he's in it for. The, is, the, is, is, is that right? That he just wants to have that excitement of the con, but not necessarily the, the money from of it? the con? Yeah. Uh, I, I don't know. It's yeah. very like... It's very clear that the movie ended when Robert Redford's character admitted that he didn't want the money. Yeah. That's it. That's the only thing that, yeah. like, that character existed for that purpose. Yeah. It's just like, um, where, where, where is he now? Like, is he in jail now? Do, you yeah. know, what, what happens to him? You know, what happens to Paul Newman? Does he decide to continue running small little things and having people under his wing? Like, I'm really curious what happens to um, Lonigan after the FBI is done with him. Sure, the FBI I, took him away. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Maybe, he, no, maybe he, they let him get away. 
Uh, does he just run away? No, no, that, no. That, that was that was people he was still connected to. It was like, hey, my five hundred thousand dollars is in there. He was like, yeah, it's two dead bodies in there too. You don't want to be here. That makes sense. You know, so yeah, he's he's gonna be all right. He's a banker. Okay. You know, but <laughs> <laughs> he, he'll, he'll be all right. But um, yeah, I, I just wondered about the our two main characters. Like, what what became of? Yeah, them? what happened to them? But yeah. Um, all in all, man, I I really enjoyed this. Like, I've seen this movie before, mm-hmm. and I watched it somewhat analytically before. Yeah. Um, but watching it again under the eye of like knowing what I know about story structure now, yeah, I mean like it's it's fucking spot on. It yeah. hits the beats that it needs to hit oh, when yeah. it needs to hit them. Yeah, it does it effectively, yep. efficiently, and the audience it gets exactly what the director wanted them to know yep. at when the director wanted them to know it yep. and how the director wanted them to know it. Yeah, and that is an amazing feat of filmmaking. Yeah, how would you give? Um, like I said, I, I can't I can't give this as a ten, but I want I'm giving it like a eight point nine. Eight point nine? Yeah. I got you. Like, I uh honestly I wanna give the movie a nine. Yeah. I really do want to give the movie a nine. It's not my type like I'm I don't live for this kind of drama yeah. crime thrillers yeah. type thing. Um so I would give it an eight personally. That's yeah, that's good. Um but the technicality of the film, the filmmaking, everything about it that yeah. is objectively how to make a movie yeah. is damn near perfect. Yeah. And it shows because it, it was nominated for 10 Oscars a lot of and Oscars, won yeah. seven of them. Yeah. So, fuck. Hell yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I give it an 8 out of 10. Nice. Yeah. Good movie. It's a very good movie to study in terms of beat structure, plot structure, character dialogue, and uh, just good directing. It is. The camera is in the places where it should be. Should. Um, anything else? Oh, no. Huh? Good movie. Definitely go see it. But go see it like it's in the theater yeah, right now. <laughs> Just on the That's on Amazon Prime. <laughs> no, it is, yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. So we're going to cut and then talk about television and movie from it. Yeah. That. You know, in Nevin Park, right up, up the road, this, well, there's a park called Nevin Park. It's right mm-hmm. up the road, right, right by my, my house. And there's two Pokemon gyms there. There's two <laughs> Poke gyms, all right? And... Like, uh, I'll go there, and then I'll put both my Pokemon in there, but for some reason, everybody has joined Mystic. It's like <laughs> 70, 75% of all the Pokemon population are Mystic. It's Big like t- Mystic, trying to hypnotize. Like 20% or like um, 20, 25% or, like or Valor, and then everybody else is Instinct, like a 3% yeah. or whatever is Instinct. So um, at, at, at this park, both of those gyms are always blue. They're always blue, and because there's so many of them, there'll be like there'll be like five or six different Pokemon in one gym because there's so many of them. So fucking many. Yeah. So whenever I go to take down a gym, I have to take down like five or six Pokemon, and that means like two or three of mine are gonna die in the process yep. of doing all this. So I got to use more revives and then more potions and more out of my pocket, you know, just to because <laughs> it didn't cost them anything to throw their shitty little Pokemon in there inside the blue gym that was already there for them. It cost them nothing, you know. But for me to have the gym, then I got to go through all of that. You know, so I go through, I take both of the gems. And like I said, it's a process because it's me with my one little Pokemon. My one Pokemon's I'm level 28. Yeah. And I'm fighting against Pokemon with people that are level 35, level 36. You know, so they got some nice CP Pokemon in there. So it's, it's taking me a little minute. So I go through, I, I smash all of those Pokemon, go to the next gym, I smash all those Pokemon. Then I put one of each, one of my Pokemon in each, you know. Yeah. And then, and then I leave. Yeah, the next day. Not the next day, Brian. <laughs> Within 20 to 30 minutes, 
your ride on is fought, fought ba- good and battle and it's returned to you. Like, what the hell? 20 or 30 minutes. So then I, I was like... I just spent an hour. Then I just spent an hour getting both of those and then they're both gone. So then the next day I'm like, nope, not this time. So I went and I changed both of the gyms and then I then I sat there. <laughs> I just sat there and I, then I drove around the park for a little while mm-hmm. and then I seen this ass clown, Professor Poopenstein. Professor Poopenstein. Professor Poopenstein. Calling you out, Poopenstein. No, no, we've, we've talked now. Oh, we've we, talked We've now. talked. Okay. Because, because like, um, what's, what's happening? Well, the end. Of the long story short, because um, me and him kept going back and forth. Yeah. Like I would change the gym, I would change the gym to red, and then I would go down like two miles to where there's another gym right within the park. Yeah. And then I would change that one. Then I would sit there for about ten minutes because every five minutes the Pokestop revives and you can spin it again. Right. Yeah. So I'll, I'll sit there for like ten minutes, and while I was sitting there, the the gym changed back. To, 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 to blue. I was like, I just changed that 10 minutes ago. What the I hell? I just pictured like driving back to the other gym, scouting for the first motherfucker with a phone in their hand. Man, bro, I'm, <laughs> seriously, seriously, enraged. So I drive back down because I'm like, I just changed that within 10 minutes. So whoever did that is there, you know? So I, I drive up and then I, I see a guy smoking a cigarette. And oh, and another thing, no. I've met a few Pokemon people playing a lot more recently. But None of them are kids. This no, is not a no, Kids no, game. No, not a kid's game. This is some real shit. This is some like turf war. This is some monetized gang war shit. Yeah, it's turf <laughs> war. So I, I pull, I pull up, and then and I see him. You know, and you know I'm strapped with that Bulbasaur. Yeah, yeah absolutely. You know, I'm strapped. You know, so or can saw that vine strap. Yeah. So I, I pull up, and I'm, I'm like, yo. I say, are you Professor Poopenstein? He was like, yeah. Pussyfoot? I'm like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Like, 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 I just, I just changed this gym back. He was like, I know. He was like, I, I'm trying to get this this gym to be gold so I can get the gold badge gym. I was like, that's the same thing I'm trying to do right now. I was like, but you keep changing it back. He was like, well, we got to call a truce, you know, because obviously we'll just keep going back and forth. And he was right because like we we had been going back and forth for like a day or so. So it was like, all right, so you take this gym and I'll take this gym, and then we'll just call a truce. Call I, a truce. I, was, I was like, all right, all right, truce, cool, yeah, truce. You know. So then this I, is a total stranger. Total I love stranger. this part of the story. Total stranger. You know, so so then I, t- I take I take my gym, I let him have his gym, and I go home. Yeah. You know, so then I'm looking, I'm looking on my phone and I'm checking all the progress and everything. And then I was like, what the fuck, man? It's like, okay, man, like I got my gym, he got his gym, but I want both though. <laughs> like, why can't I have both? <laughs> this is right. exactly why World War II started. <laughs> yep. You're trying to invade Poland. Yep. You are going to get fucked. <laughs> <laughs> I want both. It's not right. I was there first. I should have been able to have both. <laughs> it ain't right. So I went back up to the gym. <laughs> Not, not the same day. Not the same day. Fucking I, broke the ceasefire. The next day, and I broke the ceasefire, and Brian, all hell has broken loose now, man. <laughs> it's like everybody has been up there playing, and it's like nobody has held that gym for like longer than like an hour or two now because it's just back and forth between everybody now. It's freaking crazy. <laughs> That's what happens when you break a truce, man. man everybody I, comes out of the woodwork. Yeah. Now you're the asshole that broke the truth. I know, I, I know I'm the asshole. Everyone's going to come after you. Yep. Next thing you know, all your Bulbasaur is getting his fucking shit pushed in. Yep. <laughs> and, 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 I, and I don't have no crew to back me because yep. ain't nobody Valor. Like, I'm out here by myself with my damn Rhyhorn and my Vaporeon you know, trying to hold it down. <laughs> your fucking Vaporeon is going like, fucking dude. Yep. 
Like, please. It's like five of them. Like, what do you think me to do? Like, every time. He's like that Kevin Hart's kid where he just goes like, nigga. <laughs> you know? It's like, what the fuck am I going to do with this? Oh, man. Oh, goodness gracious. You broke the ceasefire. Yeah. You broke the ceasefire. I did. Okay, I got greedy. I got yeah, greedy. You got greedy. And now I have nothing. Yep. You try to take Poland. <laughs> yep. You try to take Poland. Mm. And now you're fucked. I'm fucked. I have now the now. Russians are after you. Yeah. The fucking the British are after you. <laughs> they are. The Italians are somewhere around They're the Somewhere mix. there. Yeah. The Italians are like the instant people that show up and they just kind of go like, oh, I'll just shoot a little. Yeah. Uh, just just fucked. Yeah. Just fucked. The French are after you now. Yeah. You know, you just have nothing in your favor. Is, is that like instinct would be French? Yeah. The French. Yeah. <laughs> like, you're Hitler holding a gun to his mouth right now. Yeah. That's what you are in that situation. I might as well at this point. <laughs> it's like I have no backing. It's nope. like, it's so bad. But but yeah. The thing is, I would back you up, mm. but I'm also you're mystic. mystic. <laughs> you're already mystic. I know. <laughs> That's so trash. God. <laughs> anyway, that was amazing. <laughs> I loved every second of that. Thank you for sharing that with me. Oh my goodness. <laughs> it's fucking television and movie premieres. We need more Valor members. I'm, I'm reaching out to anybody who doesn't already play Pokemon Go. If you are going to play, why don't you go with a color you can trust? Go with red. Go with Valor. Go with strength. It's fucking release on like Valor propaganda now. I need, I need support any way that I can get it. And if, and if half-truths and gorilla dust is the way to go about it, then I'm going to do it. All right. It's fucking so, hanging up posters in the park. Yeah, I want you to join Team Valor. <laughs> yes. Fuck this blue and yellow bullshit. Oh, man. All right. Um, uh, te- television and movie premieres from uh, Tuesday, December the 25th through Monday, December the 31st. Make Pokemon great again. <laughs> I mean, we should. <sighs> Make Valor great. There's, o- there's only one show coming out um, right this <sighs> coming week because everything that you'll be seeing will be Christmas uh, Parade or New Year's Parade and New Year's Ball it's Drop. It's all the Christmas programming. Yeah, it's Christmas and New Year's programming right. from... For this, this if whole you week. turn on Hallmark, though, you're gonna get those Hallmark movies. Oh yeah, you're gonna get. And we all movies. know that's where the fucking bank is. Oh yeah. And there's that's Hallmark that Lifetime movies. That's that dankness. It's just like <laughs> shit lit, fam. Nope. <laughs> Not at all. <laughs> but um, the only one show that's coming out this week that's worth any um, merit at all, um, I, I believe, is a Sunday, December the 30th, The Orville. It's a uh, comedy science fiction uh, show on uh, Fox at 8 p.m. A special two-hour premiere airs live coast-to-coast, coast, uh, likely starting at 5 p.m. Likely. Yeah, what the fuck does that mean? Do you pick the, you pick the spot? You, oh, 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 starting immediately following NFL football. Oh, okay, okay. so it's like likely. Yeah. If it goes overtime on football or something. Okay, okay that makes sense. Yeah. I was going to be like, you fucking like, pick the spot. Like, yeah, like how does that happen? <laughs> <laughs> likely. I'm not going to sit around waiting for you my television. Yeah. But uh, that's that's uh, Sunday, December the 30th, the Orville. That's um, Seth MacFarlane's version of, like, Star Trek. Ah, fucking. It's getting, it's, I, I don't watch it, but it's getting uh, very, very good reviews. Like, very well reviewed. I just don't. It's not Family Guy. Right. But, but it's just like, but Seth MacFarlane's name has forever been tainted for me for Family okay. Guy. Right. So, like, I, 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 would, I should watch an episode and see how it is. I mean, it's like, I, I, I'm yeah. not, I'm, I've watched one episode. I'm not going to be watching because I'm a Star Trek fan. Right. And this is like, they, Use Star Trek language in there a little bit, like it's 
kind of loosely based on Star Trek, mm-hmm. and I just want the real thing. You just want to just go watch Star Trek. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of Star Trek, <laughs> Discovery come the, back January. Yeah, there we go. That's mm, exactly what I was gonna yeah. ask. It's, it's still the female captain, right? Yeah. Hell nice, yeah. Nice, nice. Yeah, kind of, but yeah. They 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 killed the female captain and then they brought in a male captain mm-hmm. and then they went into the alternate universe, you know, where your evil twin exists. All right, so now the female captain is back as an evil twin. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so hurry up and watch. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this is ridiculous as shit. Yes, but that's the kind of stuff I go to for television. Wait, wait. so I got to yep. They had a female captain. Yep. Then they killed off the female captain. Killed her off and brought a guy possibly in. Possibly pissing off a lot of a fan base mm-hmm. because they want, like... Yeah, she's, yeah, yeah. she was the, like, the, the, the draw. Reason, she yep, was the hook. Yep. And then they're just all like, all right, well, we replaced her with a man. Well, yeah, they replaced her with a man who they think is from the, the evil universe right. because he's crazy as shit. Yeah. But it turns out he's actually the good one. He's the good guy. But he just seems like a bad guy. So now we're going to get the evil the lady actual, captain. Yeah. From the evil universe yep. coming in and fucking up the good guy shit. Yeah. So, are we rooting for the evil lady or are we rooting for the good dude? I'm rooting for that evil lady. Like I she's, think so too. Yeah. And they don't. They, everyone. Everyone doesn't fully know that she's evil yet either. Okay. You know, so it makes it even that much better. That's such a weird decision. Yeah. <laughs> but whatever, man. Yeah. yeah. Star Trek is weird. It's yeah. always been weird. It is. Um. Is there? Is there a? A Vulcan in this in the series, though. Yes, they yeah. brought they brought in Spock is going to be in uh, episode one of season two. Oh, interesting. They're, um, they they run up against the um, the USS Enterprise at the last episode of season one. So Captain Kirk and Spock are going to have an appearance. Not, oh, okay. Yeah. So it's not like it's not like the next Enterprise. It's like the, it, the, the ship's original, discovery. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. They, they're um, it's the original Enterprise from um, from, from back back sixties. Yeah, the yeah. Shatner one. Yeah. Okay. So like this one is takes takes place ten years before Shatner. You know, has his own ship okay. and they were following him. Gotcha. But, but yeah, that's a, that's the Orville Sunday, December the thirtieth. Uh, that is it for television. There's a few movies coming out this week. And this one, I was disappointed in because I really wanted to see this one too. Uh, Vice. You heard anything uh, yeah, about I heard that? that was a bit shite. Yeah, um, me too. But I don't know. I had never heard of it. Um, Vice is a um, it's a movie about Dick Cheney. I mm. really wanted to see that because um, you have um, what's my man Sam Rockwell playing George W. Bush. Oh, that's where where Sam Rockwell is just like going to be my vice president. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. 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 I did see the trailer for that. So that was a bit shite. That, yeah. I mean, from from I've been hearing and uh, the review for it is a sixty two on Metascore. I mean, it has Christian Bale, Amy Adams, Steve Carell, and Sam Rockwell. Like, yeah, I don't like know how can you shit. It seemed like, um, what was the um, the movie, the Big Short? Yeah, it's, it's, I think that might be the same people. Actually, it might be direct, uh, same director. Christian Bale, Steve Carell. Uh, I think the only difference is that Sam Rockwell's in it. Sam Rockwell, yeah. Yeah. But I mean, as far as like the writer director, oh. uh, maybe it is. I can't. I don't have the information right there. Yeah. But yeah, um, it looks super interesting. Like, like I said, that was right in my wheelhouse. I was in high school when um when George W. Bush and Dick Cheney were shooting people in the face with shotguns. Like that, that. happened. Yeah. I made a joke about that the other day. <laughs> yeah. But um, but yeah, I really wanted to see that. But um, maybe you guys still want to see it anyway. But um. What's the score? A 62. That's not horrible. It's not horrible. It's not great, but it's not horrible. No. It uh, it might be one of those movies that are like misunderstood when they come out. True. And then later on, people appreciate them more. True. That's what I think is going to happen to First Man, I think. like First Man looks like a really fantastic movie. Yeah. But it's more of a... a, I don't want to see a grown-up movie, but it's a more intense movie to watch. Yeah. So I feel like that movie's going to get appreciation when it comes out on Blu-ray and people start buying it. I agree with that. Yeah. That's um that's Vice uh, that comes out this week. Christian Bale, Amy Adams, Steve Carell, Sam Rockwell. Shout out to Amy Adams. Man. Oh yeah, I, I love beautiful her. lady. 
There's a uh, the next thing is Destroyer. It's a rated R 120 minute runtime as an action crime drama with a 63 meta score starring Nicole Kidman. A police detective reconnects with people from an undercover assignment in her distant past in order to make peace. Hard pass. Yeah, that seems that seems kind of passy for me. Uh, let's see. On the basis of sex, is a PG thirteen movie 120 minute runtime. You, you can't fucking call your net movie on the basis of sex. Mm. And then be a PG thirteen movie. Yeah, it's PG thirteen. You, you can't. Yeah. You can't. I'm sorry. Well, well, maybe maybe if they're not saying sex is in like um um this, you can't you can't see what I'm doing, but I'm putting my it, finger inside my like slightly closed yep. fist. You know, yep. like the jerking off his finger. Yeah, I'm jerking my finger off. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> maybe they they don't mean sex is in that. Maybe they mean it like as in gender. Maybe. But then just say gender. They could. That's you know? not as like spicy, and people are not gonna pay to see it, right? <laughs> for gender, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay, is the story of Ruth Bader Ginsburg, her struggles for equal rights, and what she has to overcome to become the U.S. Supreme Court justice? So yeah, yeah. I guess it, it makes sense. I'm yeah. just annoyed at the name. The sex, yeah. I'm just annoyed at the name because like, they know what they're doing for marketing. Definitely, for yeah. Mar- definitely do. Yeah. And uh, last but not least, uh, Stan and Ollie. Nope, is that the last one? No, we got, nope, we got one more. Yeah, uh, Stan and Ollie. The first one is a seventy. It's a seventy meta score. Came is a PG movie, ninety-seven minute runtime, listed as a biography comedy drama. This has John C. Riley in it, as well as the next movie that is a buddy movie that also has John C. Riley in it. That is also a period am, piece. I'm <laughs> fucking pissed about the next John C. Riley movie. Yeah. I don't know about this one. Maybe he's good. Uh, it's a, has a 70 meta score. Laurel and Hardy, the world's most famous comedy duo, attempt to reignite their film careers as they embark on what becomes their swan song, a grueling theater tour of post-war Britain. Uh, John C. Reilly and Steve Coogan. Uh, I don't know who Steve Coogan is, but John C. Reilly is pretty fucking funny. He's really funny, and it's just like he he wants to make sure that we see his face during the holidays because he has two movies coming out. They're both period pieces. They both look like they were set in the same period. You know, it's like they're they probably he probably just took the costume from one of them and walked into the walked other over. fucking set. There's walking the door. <laughs> they're yeah. like the two suitors, are like right next to each other, the two sound stages. <laughs> it's just like stopped filming one and then went to the other. You know, I wouldn't <laughs> doubt that. Because, I mean, it's like, like it's crazy. Like, the top hat that he's wearing is the yeah. same. It's, it's like, what? That's hilarious. That's great. Yeah. But, um, but, yeah, that's, that's uh, what is the name of that? Stan and Ollie. That's going to be coming out. The, uh, the next thing is Holmes and Watson. Holmes and Watson. Like, I can't, like, how? Like, the people that are involved in this, if, like, all right, say say we're going to do a, um, there's a movie coming out, Brian. We're going to do a movie, and we're promoting this movie. Like, we're putting a lot into it, you know? And it is call, it's called Brian and Chris. Yep. And you put, we put it out. And then, like, I'm I looking on the on my, off my Facebook. It was like, damn, Brian put out a, um, a Brian and Jonathan today, too? Yeah, right. <laughs> he put out a Brian and Jonathan. Like, is that not going to kind of overshadow, like, a little bit? You're going to space that, that out a bit? He, he played both of us. <laughs> yeah. You're going to space that out just a little bit, bro? Like at least a month? <laughs> yeah. At and least. Like, that's, what, that's what I would be feeling like if I was Will Ferrell. I was like, oh, but we're, we're putting out a buddy comedy, mm. and you're doing another buddy comedy released on the same day with someone else. <laughs> It's like I'm not mad. Go get your money. Right. I don't. I don't mind that you go do that. But could you have not waited a month? Right. Like go get your money. But kind of like fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of like you're, you're taking money out of my pocket, you know, and you're just collecting it all. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking. I am so pissed mm-hmm. about Holmes and Watson. Yeah. That tra- I, I love. I love Sherlock. Yeah. I love the Sir Arthur Dunn Coyle books. Mm-hmm. They're great. Yeah. They went on public domain recently, okay. which is why we have all of this fucking shit, in, like inspired by Sherlock or oh, based on Sherlock. Oh, that's why. Because someone used to hold the 50 copyright. Years or so, yeah. Uh, yeah, and so the copyright is now in the public domain. Mm. 
mm-hmm. which means that theoretically I can make a fucking Sherlock sure movie. Sure can. Um, the point, the problem is everybody's making a Sherlock movie, yeah, and none of them are doing a good job. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, it's like, just fucking stop. Like, read the book. It's not a comedy. Mm. It's a fucking crime thing. Like, adapt it to how you want. Yeah, but don't make you like what happened with this movie. They had a script about a body cup movie set and whatever <laughs> thing was. I know where this is going. They, they fucking had that going, <laughs> yeah. and then they just went like, "Man, the script just isn't isn't gonna sell unless we put a fucking what's popular." Mm-hmm. It's like BBC Sherlock. You mm-hmm. got uh, Robert Downey Jr. Cool Sherlock. Mm-hmm. You got Elementary. Bet fucking Holmes and Watson. Let's fucking do it. Let's do it. And then they just market it as Holmes and Watson. It doesn't look anything. It looks like another broad lit comedy yeah. about some dude named Sherlock and some dude named some, Watson. Some dude. Yeah. Some dude. Yep. It's some dude named so, Sherlock. Yep. It's not interesting. He's not, like, he doesn't look smart based on the trailer. It's slapstick humor. You're going to do slapstick humor on fucking Sherlock, the greatest detective in fucking fictional history? Mm. Might as well make fucking Batman a ballet dancer, haven't you? It's fucking ridiculous. (laughs) It's so antithetical to the, like, the the, the poesy of Sherlock. Yeah. And and Sir Arthur Dunning Coyle's fucking thing. And I I see it. And part of me just goes, fuck you. Yeah. And I hate it. I hate it. No, I don't like it. It's either. just like ah. There, there, also, what I didn't like about it is mm. the promotion of it. Yeah. You know, did you like Talladega Nights? Mm-hmm. It's like that's that was the promotion. It was like yeah. the same people. It's like oh, so, so John C. Raleigh and um and Will Ferrell is just like okay, we've seen them together in Step Brothers. We've seen them together in Talladega Nights. Mm-hmm. So you're like you can you're selling me these people. Yeah, you're not selling me the bloody movie. No. You're selling me the actors. Yeah, you? yeah. I hate it. I fucking hate it. Yeah. I hate it. Uh, it makes me mad, and yeah. I hate that Sir Arthur Donan Coyle's work is now in public domain, mm. um, because ne- because <sighs> because now people cannot try. Yeah, <laughs> it's yeah. just fucking. <sighs> I, I had a I had a weird experience. That was a lot of rage. Sorry. I, I um I seen him. I seen some. I was at the barbershop. Mm-hmm. You can't tell because I didn't do much. But <laughs> I went to the barbershop yesterday, and um, I was talking about movies and and TV shows and everything, and just trying to gauge you know what how people think about movies and stuff. Mm-hmm. And um, I was like, I asked him, did he see Creed two? He was like, of course I seen Creed two. And I was like, um, I was like, yeah, I seen it too. You know, it's like it, it was alright. It was like that movie was great. It's a classic. That movie's a classic. And I'm like, the word classic. I know exactly where you're going with this. Yeah. And I just preemptively agree with you. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, he's, he's like, yeah, that's a classic. For me, the first one and the second one are both classics. And then I'm like, okay, like, the first Creed, it was really good. Like, I enjoyed the first Creed. I'd yeah. watch it again. I'd recommend it. You know, but Creed 2, and just, if you want to call the first one a classic, I'm not here to debate you on that. Right. Like, I don't believe it's it is film. in any kind of way, no. you know, but but whatever, you know. <laughs> but um, but the, sec- <laughs> the second film, like, there's not, you can't even objectively call that a, a classic. Mm-hmm. Like, there's no ratings that are even touching an eight anywhere by any credible critic whatsoever. You know, so it's like, I, it just fucked with me because I'm like, okay, we, me and you are of the same mind that the first one was a really good movie, yeah. but you've seen the second one and I've seen the second one and you think the second one was as good as the first one? Yeah, and something's, there's something that's There's something right, right here. Here's, here's my, my problem with that story. Mm-hmm. I agree about the, the thing with the Creed. Yeah. Uh, when you call a movie a classic, yeah. if, it's less, if it's less than 15 years old, yeah. fuck you, it's not a classic. I agree. Fuck you. I not a classic. Agree. Yeah. You're misusing that word. Yep. I do not think it means what you think it means. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I agree. I hate when people do that shit. Yeah. Like, In Bruges is a fantastic movie. Mm-hmm. Not a fucking not classic. classic. Yeah. Not classic mm-hmm. yet. 2025, classic. Mm-hmm. Now, not a classic. Yeah. Fuck you. I don't care what you tell me. Yeah. I hate that shit. Drives me fucking insane. Could be a classic. 
If yeah. you say, yeah, that movie's going to be a classic in 15 years. Give it time. You. Give it time. Give it time could yeah. be a classic. Okay. I believe in you. I can fuck with that statement. Yeah. Call a movie that came out fucking earlier than like, what, 2005? Fuck you, not a classic. Okay, see? Yeah. All right, no, we're good. <laughs> <laughs> we, we went back and forth like on our first or second episode about, because uh, Rick and Morty had came out and it was the first season. Right. It's like, it's classic. It's the best cartoon ever made. I'm I like, didn't use the word classic. No, you, didn't. you said Did it's the best use... cartoon ever made. And I was like, can we give yeah. it a few years? Yeah. He was like, no. Like, <laughs> yeah. I can suck something's dick yeah. really hard. But and not just be like, I fuck classic. with that. I'm not going to a fucking classic okay because it fucking came out five years ago yeah god damn it yeah, give it give it time like let, let it breathe yeah. you know i'm getting angry at people's misuse of words when yeah. it comes to cinema yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you, it's not a classic yeah. ah anyway i was i was watching something and there was this guy um you know how i get uh, pissed off about literal mm-hmm. um and how people use it wrong and um another guy isn't Rublo's character in fucking literally <laughs> yeah fucking drive you insane he uses it wrong <laughs> and he pronounces it wrong <laughs> he does both <laughs> That's all I had though. Just, Literally, the worst. <laughs> just a damn full circle to the yeah. Parks and Rec. <laughs> yeah. Fucking Christ. Yeah. Ah, that was cathartic. Yeah. That was a lot of emotion that we got out yeah. in there. Fuck Holmes and Watson. Yeah. Love Will Ferrell. Love uh, John C. Riley. Yeah. Uh, watch The Lobster. Watch a good John C. Riley movie. Watch The Lobster. Yes, that's, that's amazing. Good, that's a good movie. Love that. He did another movie that was uh, really good after The Lobster. I don't remember what it was. Uh-huh. He was the lead in it. Okay. Um, go watch that. Go watch that. Support him on that. Talk, talk about support. Yeah. Guys, we got the top top movies of 2018 coming that's out true. next week. That's true. Top movies. Top movies. This is that's pretty awesome. That that is pretty fucking awesome. Man. We've been doing this show for three years. Yeah. And not only like for three years, but like three consistently good years yes. in terms of like our numbers were are steady and yeah. growing ever so slightly throughout the time. We've been putting out episodes for like a week and a half. Emotionally, I'm better than I was when we started the show. It's yeah. fucking insane. It's you, awesome. You know something like I, I was um, having like a daydream, and because mm-hmm. um, after last night we were talking about the 2016 movies and yeah. then the 2017 movies, just having a daydream about like us being interviewed somewhere and then being asked, "What what years do you feel like were some of the best years in cinema?" You know, what, and it's just like, "Oh well, we have like," and that would be a legitimate question to mm-hmm. ask of someone who has like a top top ten of movies from 2016, 17, 18, right, yeah. 19, 20. It's 2025. You know, and we have like legitimate you know right there information so i mean yeah, we have a reference book it's just like listen this is the movies that we thought were fucking great those yeah. years um i i will say i listened back to a little bit of that episode i love past me's conviction mm. in whatever he believes yeah. like even if i change my mind mm. the day after i say it yeah and I listened to it like three years later. Past me, fucking believed the shit out yeah, of that. Yeah, you did. Oh yeah, and it's great. I love yeah. Past Me yeah. when he does shit like that. Yeah, because that's fucking funny to me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Just... Oh yeah, man. Ah, uh, anyway, it's gonna be a good time. I'm excited for the top ten. Yes, me which too. means that I gotta watch like seven movies. Yeah, like I, I stayed up till three yeah. o'clock in the morning last night because I'm like, it's yeah, it's gonna be a long one. Gotta watch a lot. Gotta yeah. watch a lot. I think I'm gonna make a trip to Vizard on Saturday. Nice. Um, anyway. Uh, I think I'm ready to end it. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to go through the spiel. Uh, thank you guys for listening. You can find us on Twitter at the underscore FFS podcast. You can find us on Facebook at the FFS podcast. You can find us on Google Play Music, iTunes podcast app, Stitcher, and pretty much every other podcasting service in the name for film's sake. My personal Twitter handle is at Brian Chia. I'm at T-H-A underscore V-O-N-Z. Hey. Talk to you guys later. See you next week. Late.